Welcome to Love Your Family again and again and again and again, the podcast where we focus on parenting with love and clarity. I'm Dr. Marcy, a family culture expert who for over 20 years has been helping parents to create happy and strong families. Today, I am here with Liz, who is an amazing mom of two, dare I say two and a half? Are two we and a half, absolutely. Two and a half? Yeah. Um, and for those of you who don't know how there can be a half child, Liz very excitedly <laughs> is pregnant at this moment, which is wonderful. And congratulations. And I'm so happy. Thank you. So now that they that the listeners know about the half before anything else, tell everyone <laughs> about your fabulous family. Yeah, absolutely. So we are two and a half. Um, on the trying to get into the countdown mode because does anybody out there with a third child knows it passes slower and faster at the same time, which feels crazy, but it's true. Um, so we have a three and a half going on four-year-old Asher, who is our firstborn boy. He will turn four in July 1. And he has a little sister that came about 17 months after him. So they're very close in age, 16 months after Aviva. So she's coming up on two and a half. Um, and then there will be a third one coming at the end of July. So coming up soon. So do you have all July babies? I have July, um, last day of November, and then July again. Unless <gasps> it's July 30th, though, so it could easily become an August 1 baby. We'll see. I vote for July because I'm a July baby. So, Oof. you know. Okay. There I'm you not go. sure that I have any influence over that piece or that I, <laughs> or that I, I should You can manifest a lot of things, Marcy. You never know. It is very true. <laughs> but I'm not sure my preference of your baby's birthday really is the most important. <laughs> So I can see to, you know, align it with, you know, somebody else's birthday who is closer. Who cares Fair enough. Fair so enough. very exciting. And you are a mom and a dad. We are a mom and a dad. Um, my husband is from Argentina and he is the third of four kids from Argentina, Jewish family. I am from Maine. I'm also the third of four kids um, was not raised Jewish, but we are raising our kids Jewish. So we have a lot of blending of cultures, religion, languages, geographies, all sorts of things. But the consistent of both being from four families, both with, um, how shall we say, very highly engaged families. So both spend a lot of time with our with the respective in-laws and, and in-law siblings and all of that. So a lot of cousin time, a lot of grandparent time. Awesome. And so there's lots of traveling. Tons of traveling. We're on the road a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. And you're bilingual? And I am bilingual. And we're raising the kids bilingual. My husband's okay. bilingual. I wanted to make sure it wasn't trilingual. There was a small piece in my head that went, maybe there's a third language note. No, God, I can't handle that. Although they are in Jewish school and they are learning Hebrew there. So they are learning some some third language in there. I don't think it'll be like a use it every day language, but they very much, we live in Miami. So they very much have that Miami Spanglish element down cold. Fantastic. Well, and I will say for my Hebrew school learning, I can read and write Hebrew, but I do not understand it. I think that's about where they'll be. They'll get all yeah. the prayers. They'll be able to handle the, the big things. They'll guide us all through the holidays. And that will probably be the extent. Yes. So, you know, I can, you give me a sheet, I can read it, but I then have to read the translation to know exactly what it says. The prayers, I know the, the gist, like the feeling of why I'm saying this. Well, that's but, what it's all about anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the intent is there. Exactly. Yes. 
So big, lively family, lots of travel. Lots of travel. Yep. What's your favorite thing to do, the four and a half of you? So despite the fact that we neither of us grew up in Miami, Miami, we actually came here thinking we'd be here for about six months and it's going to be eight years in October. So um, we came here for work. Both my husband and I work, um, which also adds its own complexities to life. Um, But we came here for work while I was working at Citibank. And so came here for finance, thought we'd stay for a little while and go back to New York. And since we are now pretty permanently here, our favorite thing to do is just anything on the water. So we do a lot of, we're both big scuba divers. I grew up sailing. Max grew up uh, with boats as well. So we get out on boats a lot. We get out to the beach, to swimming, to whatever it is. We just always are spending. That's the best part of Miami is you you just got to embrace the being outside year round, hot, cold rain, whatever it is. You got to get out there. Yeah. You can't say cold because those of us- I was about to. And then I was like, you know what? We just came back from Boston. We just got back on Sunday night and it was not April weather. It was really not. It was so embarrassing though, because I bring my kids up to Maine. We go up for the whole summer. We go up in in, uh, Christmas time and we go to Boston and New York probably eight times a year. So we're up in those areas a lot. My kids, when we were in the playground and all the Boston kids are running around in a long sleeve shirt and leggings. And my kids are in long sleeve shirt, sweater, jacket, and asking me for gloves. And I was like, this is humiliating. You guys got to toughen up. Well, while you grew up in Maine, your kids are growing up in Miami and it's a different thing. But still, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. But they loved it. They were happy to be up there with cousins. We did Passover. We did Easter. All of the blending, all of the things. You just do all of the celebrating. Oh, yeah. Why not? I I support this. I love this. You <laughs> yeah. know, I will celebrate <laughs> most things most days. Um, exactly. Makes families happier. It does. Yes. So doing a podcast episode only about wonderful things in your family sounds like a really good time. <laughs> and, you know, some of the reality of what we want to address is, is where are those hard bumps, where are those Fair. moments yep. that would be helpful to get some new tools or a new perspective, or you're just like, this is confusing. Yeah. What's been well, on we your mind lately? certainly have plenty of those. I would say are so wh- one thing was definitely telling them about a third kid coming because he was, again, 16 months old when she was born. So he has no memory of being an only child, no memory of her. It's just always been the two of them. And so this third baby also was um, the result of a lot of IVF and fertility treatments. The first two were not. So it, it was longer spacing in between than we had probably originally planned or thought about. Um, and they've certainly, they had no idea what IVF is or anything, but they know that I was going to doctors, doing all these things, going to the doctor all the time. Um, so I think there was a lot of buildup for them of of a third baby that they were not jazzed about. Um, we've kind of moved through that, but we've been having a lot of stubbornness and kind of um, tantrums from the older kid, not the younger kid. She doesn't really, she's very chill, very, very, very chill. But he has a lot of stubbornness and tantrums. And I don't know how much of that is linked to, I've been traveling a ton. Um, so I think there's a fair amount of moms never here and I get angry about it and I don't know what to do about it. And there's a third kid coming and I, people are talking about it and I can see my mom's stomach. I'm, you know, six and a half months pregnant. So you can tell. Um, so I think there's that. And then I, I'm guessing some of it is just becoming four, but anything from 
in a double stroller, freaking out about the side of the stroller he's on, even though we've already done the changing of the sides and they're each taking turns to only mommy can put on his, his pajamas or only mommy can do this. There's a lot of just only mommy right now. Um, and a lot, a lot of tantrums, especially around, well, actually really just trying to get him to do anything that he does not want to do. So I don't know how much of it is just him trying to ex- have a voice and a say, but that's, and my husband, God bless him, is uh, he does a lot of parenting without me because I'm not here a lot. Um, but patience is probably not something that people would speak of for him. So there's a lot of blowing up um, coming from his side too, which I think just escalates it. Okay. So I'm going to work backwards because you just Great. gave us so much information. <laughs> so the very first thing I'm going to say, which my guess is this is not where we were going to go, but if you're listening, I also want you to get this, is we're not going to problem solve your husband's blowing up and his frustration tolerance because he's not here. And well, we can, but then we need to do a different episode with him here because he's doing the best he can with what he's got. And when we're in a partnership, remembering that when he blows up, he's not trying to do that. That's not his conscious, intentional parenting choice. He's reached his end and he doesn't have a better tool, just like your son doesn't have a better tool. And so very human of us to talk about where we see other people's flaws. (laughs) And I tend to want to focus on who is the person that I'm having this conversation with? Who can I impact that change with? And we're going to keep it there. So bring the tools back to your husband. But unless you have some losing your cool issues that we're going to talk about, we're going to leave that one for another conversation. And maybe I'll just do a podcast just with him and we'll talk about that. He would love it. So there you go. Um, So... That to me is just kind of the golden rule, which also, side note, is why I do a lot of parent training because you can't always talk to the kid about what's going on to get them to change, but parents can. We have, we as the adults have more agency to change our behavior, which is why I focus more on parent training than kid training because they're responding to those of us around us. Mm. So we change what we can with the person who's with us. So we're going to talk about all, all you all day today <laughs> and how that is part of the family. Great. So I love your thoughtfulness of the big picture. Um, I love that you shared that this baby is from IVF and that that you recognize that that's an impact to the kids. And I feel like we could have a whole other conversation about that as well. And and don't want to overlook that because I do think that that is a tremendous experience that you went through, that your family as a whole went through. And as you said, even if the kids weren't told, don't understand, or like what's happening, they feel the the impact of all of that love and trying and desire and passion and heartache and challenge that comes with IVF. And so knowing that they're in that equation, even if they don't aren't part of the conversation is really impactful. So I didn't want to gloss over that. So the two big things that I want to dive into is one, how and what the conversation has been around this new little one coming into your family. Mm -hmm. And I think there are lots of ways that we can talk about it and be really thoughtful, even if our kids aren't excited about it. Like how do you present this in a way that makes it more likely 
that Asher is going to be excited to have a, a, a baby in the family than less, even if he's not excited now. And then the other piece is these tantrums of, you know, what's, what is happening? Yeah. So which one do you want to start with? Uh, we can start with telling him because that, that was, that seems to be impacting less now, although maybe not, but, but it seems to be less now. Awesome. How did the conversation go? What did you guys do? How was the response? How did so you get to a better like place? A month ago, I want to say. Um, so I was already pr- honestly pretty big um, by the time we told him. And he's had teachers at school who are pregnant. So I honestly think that he kind of suspected it, but we hadn't talked about it yet. And we told him because we were actually going down to Argentina to visit family and we didn't want him to, you know, hear about it from cousins and wonder what was going on. So we we're like, okay, we have to tell him. Um, so we sat down with all four of us. And we said, you know, we want to tell you something. It's really exciting. This is going to be really fun. But we also know it's going to be a change for you guys. But it's really fun. And this is, you know, in mommy's tummy, there's another baby brother coming. And he's going to be joining our family. And it's going to be just like you and Avi. And then we're going to have three friends to play with all the time. And try to put it in kind of those. But also leave it very open to, but we know it's a change. And do you have any questions about it? Or And he honestly was just, I don't, his little sister didn't really say much but she keeps you know talking about there's a baby there's a baby and I think that's kind of all she's really latched on to he keeps saying I don't want another brother I like just having me and Avi I like it just me and Avi we're not gonna have it so we tried to talk about but you're gonna be the captain of all the siblings and so you get to you know that's a really important role and you get to help us so much because he very much likes helping he always wants to help whether it's in the kitchen or cleaning he likes using um, a vacuum cleaner he likes cooking with us he cooks with us all the time. Um, he likes picking up, he likes cleaning and helping. So we were putting this very much as you're going to be the captain, you're going to help with the baby, you're going to help take care of the baby. It's your brother. It's not mom and dad's baby. It's your brother. It's a really big, important role. So that's how we did it. He was two or three days of, do we really have to have it? I don't really want it. But then he kind of, then he started telling people on his own. So he told his teachers, told us, oh, Ashley told us that you guys are having um, a boy, that he's going to have a little brother. Um, and he started telling friends and family kind of on his own and that's the most he's really talked about it. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So it almost sounds like he kind of had to go through the thinking process himself. He got this information was like, no way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, okay. Okay. And you gave him some things to hold on to that sound brilliant based on who he is and what he likes. For certain kids, if you're like, it's going to be a really big job, they're like, I don't want that responsibility. Get it away. Right. But you knowing your son, like that was the right decision to help put it in that context, which is awesome. And, and it kind of like made peace and is sharing. Yeah. Which is awesome. What I wonder is if the uncertainty of what that change is, is part of the tantrums, but not actually about the baby brother. I think very highly likely because we get a lot of questions. Will I be four before my baby get, the baby gets here? Yes, you're gonna. Your fourth birthday is coming before the baby gets here. And will we go to Maine? Will we go? Like, what are the things? There's a lot of questions around timing because he doesn't really grasp time in the sense of like a month, but he knows kind of order of operations, and so he always is going through what things are gonna happen before the baby gets here. Yeah, I don't know. It's trying to figure out if it's a long time, a short time, what he's trying to figure out, but he's definitely trying to order it in his head somehow. Yeah. And so one of the things that I love to do for kids that are 
trying to figure that out, but time is really, it's a weird thing. If I didn't have yeah. my calendar, I'd be lost too. Let's <laughs> make them a calendar. And granted, it's going to have to be like a four month long calendar, Yeah, but put the highlight. It's not a day-to-day calendar. It's just kind of putting the highlights of this is when mommy's traveling. This is when daddy's traveling. This is when the family's traveling. This is when your birthday is. This is when um, family is coming to visit us. This is around when the baby's coming. Yep. Because I, you know, you're not going to have a date. Can't, can't I mean, you one. have a date, but right. we all know that's not completely, definitely the accurate date. Absolutely. So that calendar will help him orient. And when he asks you questions about when, be like, well, let's go look at the calendar. So you keep referencing it so that's that smart. he okay. can start to see that himself. So sometimes with business travel, I'm taking the exact opposite approach, which is maybe not good, and told him like the day before. Because sometimes I feel like if I give him a lot of heads up, then he asks a lot about it and he freaks out about it. And so I was like, well, I'll just wait and tell him closer to it because then he doesn't, he's just going to have to jump into it. But maybe that's, I'm hearing that maybe that's not the right approach. That would be my (laughs) approach. I do think many parents do that. Here's what I would add, not just to telling him, but part of what makes that hard is when they're told mom's leaving, she's coming back. But the like when and the details of it become like Charlie Brown's teacher, like the wah, 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 mom's leaving, wah, 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 to everything else. Yeah. And so you need there to be ritual. Okay. You need there to be a the night before you leave or the morning before you leave. There is something that you and him do so that he remembers that you are leaving, that you love him, that you are connected, that you are there for him. Mm-hmm. while you're gone, you know, if it's, if it's just overnight, maybe not, but if you're going to be gone for a few days, can you leave videos on your husband's phone? Do it ahead of time. Uh, love you messages, bedtime routine message, uh, night messages mm. so that he still has a touchstone of you. Don't tell him you recorded him in advance. Yeah. He'll think it's new. Mom, Matt left me a message because if you're off at meetings and you can't call when you're gone, you yeah, know, that's a very for- real part of it. Yeah. So create something ahead of time. Maybe it's even just handwritten love notes that mm-hmm. you give your husband and he gives it to them at bedtime. So there's so while you're gone, there's still your presence in a way that is true for you. For some people, that's a voice memo. For me, that'd be a video. For some people, that's a love note. Mm-hmm. And then have there be a ritual the day you return. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Because you need to reconnect. What kind of rituals do people do? So it can be, you know, for some families, it's the day mom gets back, we have pancakes for breakfast, even if it's Tuesday. Got it. Okay. For some people, it's a, we're going to sit down and talk through three great things I did while I was away, three great things you did, three things I love about you. Mm-hmm. So for some people, it's a conversation. Given the fact that in the beginning, you said that you all love the water, maybe it's making sure you get to the beach the day before you leave. I mean, depending on how close it is to you, right, maybe right, it's right. just, you know, running in the sprinkler in the front yard, but it's a walk on the beach the day you return and you and him hold hands and walk just you and him for part for the first part of it. Mm-hmm. It's, I say ritual and a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I have to do this whole big elaborate blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no, it's just a routine that you do every time. Yeah. It can be as simple as, you know, in, in preschool, how there's a cleanup song and every time they clean up, they okay. sing the same song. It might just be a song you sing every time you leave and a song you sing every time you come home. 
so that yep. there is a grounding of mom's leaving, mom's coming back. And if, if you give him a visual calendar, he can also then cross off the days and know when you're coming back. Because otherwise it feels like she's just gone, gone. I don't, when I, she coming back, maybe some, I don't, she's, oh. And it just feels horrible. Yep. Because he doesn't have a calendar the way you do. No, it makes sense. Yeah. So we need to make it more concrete for him. Mm-hmm. And then those rituals help ground us, right? We all, we all have travel rituals, whether we recognize it or not. Like we have leaving the house rituals. I need to make sure I have my cell phone, my keys, my wallet. Okay, I'm good to go. There are things you do to make sure you're packed. When you get to the airport, there are certain places you like to eat or things you like. To, like I always pick up a new book when I'm in the airport. I like buying books at the airport, which is bizarre, but just seeing what's there and being like, I'll try this and see what it is. <laughs> we have weird things we do. You need to create one with him. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Awesome. So that's going to have to happen with the baby too, right? There are going to have to be certain jobs that are his. Oh. Mm-hmm. So when the baby comes, okay. there will be certain times when you're not available. And what I heard you say with the tantrum piece is that there's so much that he's like glomming to mom. Mm-hmm. Well, Big time. right after you have a baby, you are not going to be available to do. You will be available to him for some of it, but you will be very consumed for part of that. Yeah. So what are the jobs that he can do to be near you while you're feeding the new baby, while you're putting him to sleep that are helpful, where he is connected, where it is important but he's not really bothering it. So yep. I've had some kids where I'm like, your job when the baby is sleeping is to watch for when his eyes close wow. and quietly say, he's sleeping. <laughs> There's nothing to do but sit there and keep watching. Are his eyes closed now? Are they closed now? Are they closed now? <laughs> I had one one family, we did a home session and the the older brother just held the baby's feet. Oh my God. Your job That's is to make so sure his cute. feet are okay. Just make sure they're right there. You know, it wasn't a, a newborn, newborn, but he needed something to do. And so like he was always, and then as they grew up, he was the one who like got his brother's shoes. <laughs> um, so just what are specific things that he, he runs and grabs you the, the, the burp cloth. He yeah. runs and makes sure you have, and it's things that you might have a burp cloth and he's going to come bring you another one. And then he's going to bring you another one. And then he's going to bring you another one. And you're like, yeah, who I cares? don't need 17, <laughs> but let him bring yeah. all of them. Yep. 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 Yeah. That makes so, a lot of sense. He does he, with his little sister's bedtime right now. He does, um, turns off her lights and puts on her sound machine every day. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's going to need that for the baby. Now what about, so she doesn't, she's just very chill. Like, I don't know how else to describe her. Um, is she going to need something with the baby too or not? She'll be not three yet. She might. Yeah. So you might want to have something that can be hers if she wants it. Because that that's one of the things that triggers um, fights with them and tantrums is he just anytime she has anything, he has to take it from her. Oh, then yeah. yes. Whether she needs it or not, she needs it so that it's not his. So yeah. when that, so maybe his job is to bring the burp cloth and her job is to bring you a new pair of socks, okay. a pair for you, a pair for the baby. So your feet don't get cold either. <laughs> and so it's Miami, like, Marcy, nobody's feet are cold. 
Okay, pick something else, not a pair of fan. Yes, a fan, your sunglasses, exactly, your phone, you know, something. And but that's her job. And she may not need it, but he needs to know that that's hers. Yeah. That's we're having a lot of issues with that. Yep. So from on a daily basis, I would just start talking about when he's not upset about things. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is Avi's. Oh, this is Asher's. Oh, this is mommy's. Oh, this is daddy's. Mm-hmm. We are such a sharing culture, especially with, I can picture both of you with your big families. Everything is everyone. Yeah. And Latin big. families, it's like, forget about it. Yeah. yeah. But because he's having a hard time, I would, you know, take out cookies and be like, this cookie's for Avi and give her the cookie first. Mm-hmm. And if he has a hard time, be like, I, I have a cookie for you right here, but I need you to sit in your chair and ask nicely. Like, as soon as you ask nicely, you can have this one right here for you. Mm-hmm. But that patience, that waiting is, is part of what's hard for him. Yeah. But, you know, if you're, if you're walking around, if you're walking through the living room, there's a toy on the floor. Be like, oh, that toy, is that Avi's or Asher's? Oh, that's, that's Asher's toy. Here you go. But okay. like something else is obvious so that you're naming it, that co- that thought process is kind of in the air, even when he's not upset. Okay. Because you're probably- Yeah, right now it's mostly everything. We got to share. Everything's for sharing. This isn't Avi's or Ashi's. This is to share is more the message. So that is probably leading to some of that. And the truth is there are things that are hers that are not yeah. his. And if he's not willing to let her, to me, the you can have yours and she can have hers is the precursor to sharing. Yeah. Because there are going to be things that are just his and he gets to have them and he gets to protect them. There are also going to be things that are just hers. Once we got that clear, then we can share. And so there might be things in your house that these are family. These are family blocks. We Mm -hmm. all can build with them. But these are your Legos and these are Avi's bristle blocks. Yeah. You know, so that everything kind of gets, has its own space. But there, there is communal, but first he has to be okay with her having things. Yeah. So we're going to start there. But when he's not upset, because usually we only have these conversations when kids are upset. When they're, yeah, already, yeah. and he can't talk about anything when he's upset. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. We're not thinking clearly and we try to have that be a teaching moment and it's not a good moment. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. The other big thing that I want to make sure we talk about with all of his big feelings is the mommy, mommy, mommying. It's new. It's like the last month and it is exhausting. Mm -hmm. So I would preemptively tell him when, when you're going to see him next. What is the next thing you are going to intentionally do together? So but throughout, like when I'm working at home, I when I'm not traveling, I'm working at home. I see him all the time. When he, in the morning, I'm with him. I take him to school. He comes home. He's with his nanny, but I'm in the house with him. I mean, yes, it's a lot of time. It is a lot of time, but it's the intentionality of the time that he's fighting for because okay. he doesn't know when you're going to disappear and be a hundred percent gone. He has all of you or he has none of you and he doesn't know when that changes. Mm. And so he can never have enough of you. You're like, he has 100%. I've been here for three days for 72 hours. I haven't left the house and I haven't showered and he's been next to me the whole (laughs) time. What more does he want? 
well, you're going to be gone for 72 hours or you were gone for 72 hours. Yep. And he, he doesn't, okay, he can't balance that. that. Yep. So it might be a, hey, I, I have a meeting. So I'm going to go be on a call for an hour. When you're having your snack, I'm going to come out and see you. Okay. So if he comes running in your room in between because you're home and he can, you're going to say, at your snack, I'm coming back. Yeah. And then you have to, have to, have to, have to go during his snack and see him. Yeah. And, or if you're not going to be able to make it for your snack, it's the next thing. But you tell him when you're showing up and it might be five different times throughout the day. Yeah. You can show up seven other random times, but it's the intentional. Remember I said I was going to show up after your bath and help you put your pajamas on? After bath, it's pajama time. I'm here. Yep. Oh, right. It, there's a safety around that. There's like, a, oh, I don't have to demand you because you told me you're going to be here and then you're be here. You told me you're going to be here and then you're here. And you told me you're going to be here and then you're there. And then you said you were going to be here and here. And then you said you weren't going to be there and then you weren't there, but you told me you'd be back here and now you're back. Okay. He doesn't know what to believe. And this is not consciously. It's not that consciously he doesn't trust you, but unconsciously his system is like, there are too many things changing. There's too much uncertainty. I don't know what's going on. And you know, you've always got him. You know, he is always safe. You know, he is always loved, but there's something in that that he's showing he doesn't understand. Mm -hmm. So you have to be really clear. So speaking of clarity, that that makes sense, and I, I'm leaving again on Monday, so <laughs> to go tell him that. Um, I was going to tell him Sunday, well, and just write um, a little calendar, right? Yeah. No, like write out, yeah. However long you're gone, you know, if you're gone Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, write it. You know, four days I'm here. One, two, three, four. Mom's here. One, mm -hmm. two, three. Mom's gone. Put it mm -hmm. in a different color. Five, six, seven. Mom's back. Yep. And then you get back and you write a whole new calendar because yep. you'll be leaving again sometime in the next couple weeks. Yeah. And you can just write it out as, you know, numbers. Yeah. He doesn't need a full fancy, you know, <laughs> glitterized. To begin with it. <laughs> yeah. Just clear, simple. No, that, that makes a ton of sense to me. And there's a lot of different events coming up that he can put on that, that he's excited about. Um, what I was going to ask about clarity is, so I know you said earlier, we're not talking about the person who's not in the room who can't help their behaviors right now. But this is from me, from my side. Yes. I just, as a working mom with kids and a pregnancy, I just always opt for the path of least resistance, which means if after bath time, it's I'm, you know, I'm cooking dinner, dad's going to put on your pajamas. And we say that and we verbalize it. But then it's, I want mom to put on my pajamas. I want mom to put on my pajamas. I said, nope, dad's putting on your pajamas. See mom, she's doing the salad, whatever it is. And if he asks enough times, I am usually apt to say, whatever, screw it. I will go put on your pajamas to just make it end. Whereas my husband will say, no, because you've told him you're not doing it. You've told him I'm doing it. And now he knows if he just keeps asking enough, he's going to get you. And so then he'll end up yelling at So I don't what What should we be doing there? Okay. So you started this whole thing saying you are a full-time working mom with two children and you're pregnant. And sometimes you're just too tired. Yeah. So if you know he might wear you down, just say yes. Okay. Like, don't make a rule that he might not abide by. You need to go take a bath and then get your pajamas on. Our plan is for dad to put your pajamas on and we'll, you know, go get ready. Yeah. I didn't say dad is putting your pajamas on. I said our plan is. 
So if he comes in and says, mommy, I really want you to put your pajamas on. I want you to very quickly do some math and say, if he asked me that 10 more times, will I end up saying yes? The answer is okay. yes, <laughs> definitively. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if he comes in and asks, you go, okay, dad, can you finish the salad? I know that wasn't the plan, but he asked so nicely. Okay. When he comes in and asks nicely, that's when I want him to get the yes. Okay. Now, yeah, he's on getting the-, the yes when he's being a little pain in the behind because we've waited too long. So what you have taught him unintentionally, but what you have taught him through your own survival skills is if you get loud and annoying, I will do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. So when he wants something, he's like, loud and annoying. I got it. I'll be loud and annoying and mom will give me the world and it'll be so great. And you're like, why is my kid annoying the crap out of me? Because he wants the world. That's how it goes. Yeah, 100%. So you have to, you got to flip it. When he asks in a beautiful, lovely, sweet, kind way that melts your heart, say yes. Mm -hmm. Change your mind. We get to change our minds, but you got to do it right away. That makes sense. Okay. Or not at all. So on the day where you're like, wow, I only had two really big, intense meetings and, you know, I'm feeling great. Like there's nothing happening. Okay. That might be the day where you're like, no, sweet pea, I love you, but I, I, I really want to make the salad and I'm with your sister and dad's got you. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you do have to say no. Right. That's the thing. I don't want to, that, and that's, yes, it's that tension of not wanting him to think that he can always get what he wants, but also not wanting to escalate, but also just wanting to put an end and keep moving things forward, which all of those things sometimes don't always work out at the same level. Yes. So teaching him that he can't always have what he wants is a very important skill to teach him. However, you can teach him that once a day, or you can teach him that once every other day. You don't have to teach him that on every single decision. And you are not actually teaching him that when you say no, that turns into a yes. <laughs> right. I'm not teaching anything in that. We point. think we are. We're like, <laughs> I'm being a good parent by teaching him boundaries. I'm too tired as a parent. I'm not giving him any boundaries. Let's go do the thing because you were really annoying. Yeah. So recognize that you're human. Recognize that a lot is happening in your world and that's great. And so today you're going to say yes, because what's more important than any individual moment is for him to get that your yes is yes and your no is no. Yeah. Once he gets that, then you can interchange so much more easily. Right now, when you say no, you get a huge fight because he has a history of knowing if he whines enough, he will get it. So say no less. Say it only when you know you're going to stick to it. Okay. Say, say no only when you know the babysitter is still there and can help you make the salad so that you and your husband can b- both like resource and breathe through it because he doesn't realize, he doesn't know that your no means no and your yes means yes. You have to teach him that. Mm-hmm. And then you can start saying no more, right? It's like a two-step process. First, just say yes more. And also, as you get closer to the end of your pregnancy, say yes more. (laughs) Yep. Because you're going to be tired. And it can be like, yes, I'll read you a book if you go get it and bring it to me because I can't get up. (laughs) Right? Those those can be your yeses. Um, But you want to make sure that you're stop, take a breath, get clear. Am I going to follow through? Which direct, what am I going to end up doing here? And then do that from the beginning. Okay. 
because then there's yes, yelling, less frustration. And he learns that you mean what you say. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense because the yeses are right now usually coming from frustration. Yeah. And if most of your yeses are coming from frustration, you're not having enough fun in your family. Well, that's good. (laughs) You know, isn't it fun to say yes when he's like, but I want you. Okay, let's go have a party. Even if you were planning on making the salad. It is. It's true. We sometimes get stuck in the errands of the day, of all of the to-dos that we have to get done. Absolutely. And so we forget that he's asking because he wants to spend time with you and he loves you. That's like, that's where it comes from. Yeah. So go play. More time playing. Uh, that that does sound like good advice. I like that. <laughs> More time playing. <laughs> all right. And with that, what is your one takeaway from all of the different topics, pockets, concepts we've talked about? If there's one thing you're going to make sure you put in place. It, no, I, th- I think it's that. It's the thinking through. Am I going to follow through? So the, the stop and the beat before the yes. I'll tell you, I, I, we didn't disclose that we've talked before, but one thing we think a lot about that you told us before that I'm thinking about now too is that tag in, tag out thing, where if one parent starts, they are steering the ship on whatever that was, a negotiation, a whatever, until they actively want to tag out and the other parent tags in. Um, not to compete with each other, fight over each other, talk over each other, conflict with each other. That has stayed with us a lot. And this, I think that it's okay to default to yes. More yeses, fewer no's until they learn that those are that I'll walk out with, which kind of goes back to that same idea though of like before one person snaps, before one person yells, before one person says yes out of frustration, start with yeah. yes. Yeah. I love it. And that whole kind of one parent, one parent parenting at a time, especially in those hard yeah. moments. Um, I love that you that you brought that up and brought that back in because it's really powerful because it also prevents the message being confusing to the kid because they're like, which mm-hmm. parent do I decide? And I'm just going to highlight this because I think there's a parenting myth that parents need to parent exactly the same way. Right. We have to get on the same page and do the same thing every time. And that's a myth that's not true and and not possible. If you are a two-family, a two-parent family, you are each unique individuals and will do things differently. Yeah. No matter how much you try, no matter how much you agree, you will do it differently. And so being clear that when there's, especially in a hard moment, one parent and which parent that is, is in charge, is the one dealing with that moment and the other parent can take care of the other child, the other, like whatever else needs to be done, go do it unless that, the parent in it with the kid asks for relief. Yeah. So good. I love that you guys are doing that too. Yeah. No, that's been a big one for us. Mm-hmm. And this will, Absolutely. this, you can certainly pair these two. And that's why I was thinking of that one because they seem to go together in a way. Yeah. Yep. You will rock it. I'm so excited. <laughs> so Can't excited. Wait. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for coming and chatting and all of the layers that you shared and the transparency in which you, in general, walk in the world in your parenting. Thank you. And I am so excited for the new little one to become a full and you be a family of five instead of four and a half. There we go. May the rest of it be easy. Easy? May there be some grace <laughs> and ease in, okay. in the day-to-day. That sounds good. <laughs> All right. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. And thank you for listening. I know your time is precious and limited, 
I'm grateful that you shared it with us today. What's your one takeaway? Just one small step can make a big difference. Make sure you know when new episodes come out by subscribing here and joining my mailing list at drmarcy.com backslash podcast. Do you want to be a guest on a future episode of Love Your Family again and again and again and again? Then go to drmarcy.com backslash podcast guest and let me know. Finally, do you need individualized help for your family? Then go to drmarcy.com backslash contact and connect with my team to learn how we can help you. Remember, blue skies are ahead and we're going to get there together.